another episode of return of the audio dead horror podcast i'm your host chris joined as always by my co-host brian hey what's going on hey so we're back for our next uh the next part of our nightmare on street retrospective we're doing part five and part six uh in this episode but before yep. we get into that let's talk about what we've been watching so is there anything uh, you've seen interesting or good recently um, I honestly don't have anything horror related. I've been like watching oh TV like this past week or like a TV series this week. So what the hell have you been watching on TV? Like talk about that. So what did you say? Okay. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Here we go. You're not going to talk about the Tom Segura stuff, are you? No, 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 no. no I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. It's that's for the, that's for the after dark episode. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Um, no, I've been watching uh, this like Showtime series that's that's on Prime right now called The Affair. Okay, and it's 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 just a, like a drama, uh, adult drama thing with lots of nudity and stuff in it <laughs> about people having affairs. Okay, uh, it's 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 like just like a trashy pulp novel, and I can't stop watching it. Really, <laughs> I, just, I just keep going. It's like this is these people are horrible. They're all horrible people. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> I'm addicted to it. Interesting. So yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm wasting I my mean, time on right now. I mean, are they really well done? Those production value up there? Oh yeah, it is. Okay. We'll see. I mean, there you it's, go. It's, it's it's got a good, great cast and everything. It's but it's just like, it's just it's just trashy, you know, Harlequin stuff. You know, it's just you know trashy shit. But I like really? watching it. Yeah. Some good TNA though. Oh yeah, quite a bit. Well, I guess we're on opposite sides of the fence on this one. But speaking of TNA, and there's plenty of it, um, I just got done revisiting Tightrope by Clint Eastwood. He stars in it and produced this movie. Um, and I believe he directed it, too. Anyhow, um, I think it was like from 1983-84. It's set in New Orleans around that time. It, is, it actually takes place right around Halloween. I don't know if you remember that or not. Like I, they're having like their big Halloween Yeah, I only parade. saw, I think I, I think I maybe saw the first half hour or something. It just didn't. It wasn't clicking for me at the time. I need to go yeah. back and revisit it because I just wasn't I, into I, it. I, I highly recommend it. It's really well done. I guess so. The, the gist of it is that Clint Eastwood busted some cop um, <clears throat> in the past who was doing some bad shit. And so then the cops come back after Clint Eastwood and there's like this whole cat and mouse thing going on. But Clint Eastwood's going through a divorce and he's going to like these different brothels down there in New Orleans. And um, and then the uh, the killers like like stalking Clint Eastwood and then following up and killing some of the women that he was just with. And playing with uh, Clint Eastwood, like there's like like uh, one of the one of the um, prostitutes takes off one of his ties, 
And then and then after he gets done having sex with them, the killer kills that woman and then like displays her body like in a fountain. And there's like this big statue near the fountain and puts like the tire on there. So doing shit just and only Clint Eastwood understands what's going on. So there's like a real intimacy between the killer and Clint Eastwood. And I again, I think it's really it's very stylish. It's very well done. You know, it's it's early 80s stuff. You know, it's very gritty. It's good classic Clint Eastwood stuff. So I like the hell out of that one. All right. I'll get to give it a chance. Yep, highly recommend that. And was there anything else have you been watching aside from uh, your... not Yeah, not for me. I, I know, but you said you saw uh, Justice League that last week, right? Yes, I did. I what, did. what was and your take on that? Because yes, I, I gave my so, take on it last week. Yeah, so believe it or not, my son and I we sat down, we watched the whole thing from start to finish, and he, you know, my son thought that it could have been even a little bit longer, but he's like, I can see that why that would just be ridiculous. He and I both wanted to see more of Darkseid, but we understand that's what they're setting up to. Um, the only criticism that he and I had uh, <clears throat> collectively was uh, just some of the music choices. Like whenever yeah. Wonder Woman came on the scene, that whole like ah, thing, it was just like, oh my God, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had like some weird, like, I don't know, like melancholy, like modern rock song for like Aquaman before he took his little dip in the ocean at one scene. I was just like, eh. so just some of the music choices, but overall I thought it was, Oh my God, far, far better than the original one. Mm. Yeah. The music, the I think the music in general was not very remarkable. No. For it. And I, th- I, I imagine it's just because they didn't get like a big, big time, uh, composer to work on it. So it was just sure. kind of an afterthought probably because they didn't have the money for it. Yep. But um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I I agree. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like so much better than what we got. Oh my know? god, yeah. So yeah, I would you argue that it gave like um some of those more recent you know infin- like uh oh damn it those Marvel movies like Infinity War and all those other ones does it kind of give like those a run for their money from the DC universe? Yeah. What what it made me realize. I mean, I remember watching when I first like, I got was about halfway through it. I guess I remember thinking. You know, it, it, this is like the scope of like something like the Infinity War movies, but it's just a little more adult and more serious. Sure. And I kind of like that just because I get, you know, I'm fine with the Marvel movies, but, you know, I, I never want to watch them again after I watch them one time. And yeah, Isn't that wild? Because they were like the shit when they came out. It was yeah. like such a big deal. And now it's just kind of like, meh. Except Whatever. for like Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, I just have oh, yeah. no interest well, in on. going back and rewatching any of them. And definitely, even Infinity War and Endgame, I'm just like, eh, I, I it, it was good, but it's like I don't yeah. want to go back and rewatch it again. Whereas Justice League, yeah, I could see myself rewatching that again. Well, know? I just want to make we talked about this in, in a little bit depth before, but I just like how much more they expanded upon Cyborg and how critical of a character he is in this one. Yeah. <clears throat> And how he can interact with the mother box. I mean, he was crucial to them. Without him, he's, I mean, he the is whole like thing part of failed. the most important character, really, because without him, and they couldn't do shit. Dude, he's so badass too. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that character so much more now as a result of this film. And also, I like what they did with the Flash more. Yeah. In this one, so I think they made major improvements on both those characters. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Batman's still Batman. Is there anything like, did they really do much more to change him up in this version? I don't think they did. I mean, again, they just removed all the comedy, all the stupid little jokes and stuff. And I mean, the only thing that's in there that that is still comical is maybe maybe there's a little bit from Alfred 
uh, in there, but it's, it's that uh-huh. dry wit, you know, it's like that dry right. British wit. So, and, and I never, and you flash, know, I got to mention too, like, still... I love this for, I love this version. Of, I love Affleck's Batman and I love, uh, uh, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they're excellent together, yes. you know, as, as yep. Alfred and Batman. Right. So it's it's a shame that we're not going to get to see more of that. I mean, I I just don't see that happening. But it was it was and, interesting interesting to see this get finally put together and done done the justice it needed to have have done to it. And the upcoming Batman film is going to have the guy from uh, the sparkly vampires, right? Uh, Pattinson the the. Uh. So and they've been filming this that movie for like over a year or something because of COVID. They've been keep like. They had to like take breaks like two or three times or something. <laughs> Surprised they bring Bane back because he always wears his mask. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Bane, Bane well, is Bane is pandemic ready. You know he's like <laughs> right. Well, I know that's like such they should a they should do plan. some PSAs with with uh, Bane talking about how you should always wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs> What? Your public service announcements, <laughs> yes. That would be hilarious. <laughs> it's got like it's got like closed captioning below it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, speaking of cheesy puns, oh my god. So are we ready to go? Are we ready for Freddy? I think we're ready for Freddy, yeah. Okay. So our first go. our first uh foray into the nightmare world tonight is Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Yes. Directed by Stephen Hopkins, who went on to direct uh not a whole lot else that we'll we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this can be uh, part of the reason why. Right. And of course we got uh Robert England returning as Freddie and Lisa Wilcox who played Alice returning, and I think yeah. that's about it as far as notable people in this movie. Mm-hmm. All right, so let her rip. <laughs> so what's your what's your history with this one? This is this is what I saw in theaters, you know, I was excited. I remember seeing previews for it on TV and being like, you know, oh I'm so excited. And he's like, uh I, I remember in the preview for the mo- for the movie they were like better not dream and drive, <laughs> and I thought yeah, that was oh, I thought oh my god that's so hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> and I like well, that, and I jizzed my twelve year old pants. <laughs> yeah, well, that was such a big deal back in the day. But we had Mad like Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Remember mm-hmm. that? And all those like, uh, but I still think one of the best bumper stickers I've ever seen was "Don't drink and drive. You might hit a bump and spill it." <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I saw it a long time ago. Yeah, of course that has stuck with me. But um, yeah, don't dream and drive. We'll get there once you know as far yeah. as what the sequence is. But my goodness, I mean, this is the beginning. This really is like the like true beginning of Freddy becoming more TV friendly, I guess, if you will. Oh no, it started. Uh, it yeah, because we we you mentioned like this is so punny, but. I mean, part four, part three, and part four brought in the puns, and man, part five like triples down on it. But oh my god, yeah! I think it's also the record for the most consecutive puns in a single sequence, and you know, we'll talk <laughs> might, about that. Yeah. That's <laughs> the uh, this is this is you know part between between part four and five is when like the massive commercialization of Freddy happened. Yeah, I mean, and, you had and, like the dolls, the stickers, the books, the. You know, they did, they had all this marketing to kids, which made no sense. The and costuming. they softened they softened up his makeup considerably. 
he doesn't look so bloody and scary. He just looks he just looks like soft <laughs> yeah. late foam latex and uh he doesn't look all gooey. I mean I, the makeup I still argue in part five the, is is by far the worst. Yeah. Of all the, the look movies. of him. Yeah. Yeah. Five and six, but yeah, I would agree. Part five I, is I the worst. Part two is the best makeup job. Yep. Without a doubt. That's the only thing I want. Yeah, I don't want to backpedal, but I just want to just again say that part two by far is the best looking Freddy. And he's starting to look terrible in this one. And boy, he's just, he's so watered down as a character. Mm-hmm. And it's just like full blown ass clown. And this is around the time I think you mentioned too that like the merchandise was the merchandising still going really strongly and he was making appearances like on MTV and whatnot. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Between four and five, this it, it was like the up, the, the, because you know, they made these movies like year after year. So 88 part four comes out 89 part five comes out yeah um and and it was just like in, in between part four and five it was just like a marketing blitz yeah you know plus you had that horrible tv show that was on where he was like the the crypt keeper sort of for really yeah which you, if you've never seen it's i mean there are it's it, it, <sighs> It's all bad, but the very first episode was directed by Toby Hooper and is a prequel. It tells it tells the story of Freddie going on trial originally and and uh has Robert England playing Freddie without makeup and everything. Yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. Was it decent? It's not bad. Is it worth checking? I mean, obviously if you're a hardcore That's worth checking out. Yeah. Even if you're not a hardcore fan, it's still worth visiting. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can find I'm sure okay. you can find it on YouTube. I have a VHS copy of it and I have a I have the whole series on like uh like burnt Holt DVDs I got off eBay years ago. Okay. Probably like 10 15 years ago. Yep. So yeah, it's I I don't, I think I I don't know if I've ever gotten through the whole thing. They're they're pretty bad. I mean, they're like <laughs> they're so low budget. I mean, it's almost hilarious how <laughs> low budget they are. Well, well, speaking of which, do you have any um in your collection there in your basement? Do you have any like uh, specialty like collector items from either one of these films, specifically Part Five, like any car- like cardboard cutouts or anything like that? Uh, any I have one. Items? Yeah, I have one for Part Four. I have a uh, a cardboard uh, uh, like standy, like video store standy. Yeah. For part four, and I have a video store standee for New Nightmare. Okay. Uh, part five, I don't, I, I haven't come across one yet. If I, if I found one, I probably would because the poster art, which we haven't really talked about, but the poster arts for all these movies were done by an artist called Matt, uh, named Matthew Peake, and I mean they're they're amazing. They're like pieces of art. The posters well, for I, these movies. The one that always captures my attention when I come over is the one where Freddy's got his glove out and aren't the different characters like standing on each blade or something like that? Yeah, and that's the Dream Warriors poster. And part four, it's like uh, the junkyard is there below him and mm-hmm. you see these hands like ripping at his face, like which kind of, you know, foreshadows the end of the movie. Um, and then part, even part five has one of the best fucking posters because it's like Freddy with his finger up to his mouth, like, like a shh. And the the hand out, the claw out, and there's a there's yeah. like a globe on the claw, and there's like a like a baby carriage in the claw. Yes. So yeah, it's the poster art for these movies is just like crazy good. <laughs> well, there you go. You kind of set it up because you mentioned the baby carriage, and here we freaking go because this is where it all starts off. So so Freddie's kind of born again. Did you want to like get into this? <laughs> 
He's a born again Christian. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it because believe it or not, I believe this is the first time in my lifetime, and I'm so embarrassed and ashamed to admit to this, but I think this is the first time I've ever freaking seen this movie. And I was waiting for him in the church to come out and say, I'm born again. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine the right. backlash that they would have had in that, though? Uh, back then, they would, probably wouldn't have had that much. Right. Yeah, you know, today but, it seems like more people so are about Freddy that shit today. Baby. We got fucking Freddy baby, and this thing yeah. Well, is let's talk so about stupid looking. Let's talk about the opening of this because the whole thing is like a there's like a dream sequence with Alice. She's in the like, shower, like doing it with uh, Dan in the opening credits, and and then uh, she takes a shower oh, yeah. and and she gets yeah. sucked into like this dream world with uh, yeah. the uh, uh, she she's like in the the hospital where she's be, where Freddy is being born. Uh, from Amanda Kruger, and uh, she basically takes the place of Amanda, but then gets swapped out at some point. But yeah, you see Freddie getting born, and there's, there's like this whole like it's not it's not a bad sequence. I mean, really? Are but you kidding me? Then you get the Freddie baby, and the, but Freddy the Freddy baby, baby is, is ridiculous. <laughs> it is so bad. It looks like a, like one of those like little alien grays, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it just. Like a, like a demon version of her. It something, comes out but... like a like a deformed child or something, and then yes, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god!" You know, I mean, horrified. He looks like an animated, animated like hot dog turd or something. <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. Hot dog turd. <laughs> uh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. I don't know. Just... Th- then it. I'm trying to remember. Like that crawls off, and it becomes Freddy at some point. Oh, it goes crawling through the church, and then it crawls, and then it doesn't come Freddy until it crawls into the sweater. That's right. And there's like this big animation of like the sweater coming oh. to life and everything. And yes, which there, again, there's some interesting shots there where the hand comes out, and you see the hand grab, and but mm-hmm. then it becomes Freddy. And he's got like a deformed arm for some reason. Yep. But he's got the claw glove still. Yes. Weird. It's like why the glove? Why the deformed arm? Uh, and they kind of continued that through the movie too. He like keeps showing up with that deformed arm off. Do you on. remember? He just starts off the movie, and it's like I said before. It's like I was expecting him to say, "I'm born again," but instead he says, "It's a boy." Right. I'm just like, oh wow, so, <laughs> so it's so bad. It's, it's. I mean, that opening sequence just kind of sets the tone for the rest of the movie, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Because this is pun after pun after pun. <laughs> Oh, and it gets better. It gets much, much better. But I want to I want to talk about like the whole concept of this movie because the whole concept of this movie is that Alice is pregnant with the Dan's kid, and uh-huh. uh, she's the baby is dreaming, and because of that, uh, Freddie is able to like kind of manipulate things going on, and and like even though when she's she's awake. Yeah, so because the baby's having nightmares, even though the baby's sleeping inside of her, right? You know, like seventy percent. Right. Like doctor said, like seventy percent of the time, the kid could be dreaming. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of an interesting idea, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, I feel like I don't know. I'm not. I I don't see how. Uh, I know you'll see, you'll hear like the behind the scenes things of these uh, this movie, especially, and you'll hear the people saying, "Oh, I think childbirth's a terrifying thing." I think raising yes. children is a terrifying thing. It's just yes. like I have never looked at any of that stuff as terrifying. <laughs> it's no. like I don't get what the terrifying thing is about any of this stuff. You know, it's like well, it's kind I of an interesting concept. Like being young and being pregnant, you know, is scary. I guess, but I mean, the, the, even people who are older will say this shit. You know, sure. 
And I'm just like, okay. You know, I've just, I've never understood that. Yeah. Were you terrified when you, when you uh, had a pregnant wife at home? (laughs) (laughs) And a demon spawned in her tummy? (laughs) Yes, a demon turd. (laughs) (laughs) Or no, no, I said, I said, what did I say? Your son, your son is demon spawn after all. Let's, let's just submit it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, there, I mean, just, you knew it was going to be like a big, a big life change, but I mean, it wasn't like, but, um, but no, I mean, they often see, you know, I'm just thinking, I guess, I guess like teenage, I mean, was this geared more towards the fear of teenage project pregnancy? Would you say? I guess, but because I mean, they, they're, there they're... Was that one, but wait, hang on a second, because wasn't it Alice's, uh, so the boyfriend who knocked her up, mm-hmm. am, I, am I getting the movies mixed up here or no? The Jocko, wasn't it Jocko that got her pregnant? Yeah, Dan the Jock. Yeah, Dan the Jock that got her got her knocked up, and then Dan, and then Dan dies, and then Dan's parents like had that meeting with Alice, and they want to adopt her kid, right? Because they right. didn't think she was quite ready. Well, they and thought she, she was insane, like, dude. Because she was babbling about Freddie and her kid mm-hmm. having dreams. <laughs> Shit. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's like let's you know, I guess like the biggest, most common thing that people say, like, "Oh, your life's going to be totally over once you have a kid." You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just and I get like, that, uh, and if that, but if that's if that's all you're, I guess if yeah, if that if that's how shallow you are, that that's what you're focused on, then yeah, right. it's terrifying because well, yeah, I can't go selfish. out and party anymore. I can't do anything. Exactly. I'm gonna stay home, take care of the kid. You can't be a, you can't be as selfish anymore. Right. That's what it all boils. So I down guess to. I guess that if that's what it is, that's that's actually saying more about the person who says that than yes anything else. <laughs> yeah, it totally does. But. Because I mean, like I don't remember you ever saying that when you when no, you had a kid no. on the way, but I uh-uh. but it seems like you hear that's like something you hear from these like, especially especially when it comes to these movies like in movies that involve a kid, like whether it's like this movie or Rosemary's Baby or some something since then, I mean how many horror movies are there about childbirth? And there's so fucking many. That's true. You know, that's a good point. And it's like I am just turned off entirely by those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially like the whole possession concept too, mm-hmm. you know. So but there's a lot when one, you think about it. I mean, we could probably come up with a list, I'm sure, but Well, maybe that'd be an interesting theme to go ahead and consider later on down the road. Yeah, probably. You know. So so we set this, so we talked about so we got our Freddy baby and we obviously know who is responsible for creating the Freddy baby. And so, like, I guess Freddy's trying to come through Alice through the baby. Is that correct? Well, I guess he's trying to be, I don't, I mean, I don't, what is the ultimate Because he does rip through here? Alice at one point, like when they split up. That's lit much later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. that we'll talk about sequence. how, we'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> but, right. Uh, but yeah, let's, t- let's, t- let's talk about the first dream sequence, which, or not first, but the next one, which is the, the bike, the motorcycle. Well, yeah. Well, actually, it takes place in his pickup truck for starters. Remember? Right. That's right. Yeah. So it starts you out know, in the pickup truck. Oh my god, the puns. The <laughs> fucking. I wish we had. I wish we had audio clips of this. <laughs> and no, I'm not going to do my Freddie impressions in order to get through this. <laughs> but it's like, what the hell? Like, 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 wasn't Freddie like sitting next to him and he has like a bottle? Oh, that's because uh, he had the bottle of champagne that he was going to take to Alice, right? Yeah, so he's got alcohol in the car. 
Yeah. Which they use to say that oh he was drunk driving later on, but yeah. So he's he's got, he's in the pickup truck first, and I think he uh, uh, what what happened? His hand starts coming through the radio, which was cool looking. Yeah, and something like doesn't the truck he crashes the truck, but then he ends up back at the pool. On a motorcycle, eventually, and then he gets he? yeah. Then he then he sees a motorcycle he can take, and he grabs the motorcycle, and that's when the motorcycle comes to life and starts like melding with his body, which is okay. It feels like it's from a different movie entirely. Am I right? <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's almost like like a like a ter- almost like you know, like Freddy's kind of like Terminator ish the way yeah. he looks. Yeah, you know, like cyborg Freddy, and almost, you got the you, know? you got the mechanical face talking to him too, like the on the on, on the, the, uh, on the, bike. the gasoline. Uh, yeah, the yeah, tank. yeah, the yeah. Gas the gasoline tank. tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that this entire sequence from the time that uh, shit was a Dan. Is that the guy? That was in the pickup truck. Is this the guy? Is it Danny or Dan? Yeah, Dan. Dan yeah. And from the time he's in the pickup truck to the time he's on the motorcycle, I think this entire sequence sets the standard for, or, or sets the record, excuse me, for the most consecutive puns ever. Because when he's inside the truck, remember Freddie says, oh yeah, pedal to the metal. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's like constant. He, it's just like one after he, another. And then when he drinks the drink of the sam <laughs> the champagne, he says, "Oh, it's a bad year." I'm just like, "Oh <laughs> yeah. my god, oh my god!" I'm cringing so hard right now. <laughs> and then when he gets on the motorcycle, it's just like, "Holy shit!" I just can't believe it. And uh, but that you said was like from the trailer, like "Don't dream and drive." Oh yeah, I remember that in the trailer and just being like, "Oh my god, that looks so cool!" Because they and would show he, like that bike that bike sequence a little bit, you know. And then, like, when the motorcycle's starting to, like, dig into his, like, the pieces of the motorcycle are digging into him, he says, I feel the need for speed. Yeah. <laughs> then he says, oh, fuel injection. And it's just like, oh, It's just my one God. after another. It's like everything that comes out of his mouth is a pun. Oh. But it's so corny. I mean, it just really... What was the... I wonder what the age range, like, what was their target audience? I mean, I said it's like, well, oh, that's just that's like, that's why I think this movie, teens, but this is like in a is this like almost like like middle school or something. Right. So that's that's I, I remember the behind the scenes thing. They were saying how like, oh, well, these movies have been around long enough now that maybe some of these teenagers have kids. So they'll be wanting to see this. And I'm thinking it's like, I mean, no one would think that today, but that was there. I mean, putting a kid, I think putting a child in, in like a, a horror franchise is probably like you know, the quickest way to kill a franchise probably, you know, today. Oh yeah. But the, in these movies, they, they Are you talking was, about the Jacob kid. Yeah. Well, I'm saying in general, like right. having a, having a childbirth in a fret in a horror movie franchise is oh, like, I see what you're saying. Okay, a, yeah. and one that's geared towards teenagers. Yes. It seems like a really bad idea, but that's the idea they came up with. And yeah. that's, that's what they went with. And the if one of the the one of the executives I remember one of the executives at in the behind the scenes stuff uh, I want to say her name was Sarah Risher if I remember right she was right. saying how she had just had a baby and she thought it would be you know that it's like oh it's like this thing growing inside you and you don't know what it's gonna be and blah 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 it's like that's scary and it's like okay <laughs> so <laughs> this is, they were like yeah that's called how humans, humans right it's still, like you, know, you mean you mean yeah. how how mammals reproduce. <laughs> Right. <laughs> How every mammal in the world reproduces. Right. That is exactly. terrifying, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something that happens constantly. 
Well, it's but, just uh, like uh, it's, I know we're I, now I don't hear I'm gonna get totally derailed. It's just like um, you know, that's why you take your woman to go see Dracula because it's the, the, it reminds you of the uh, of the horror of of childbirth. You got the blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's like right. a Lugosi, remember sitting there with. Uh... Thank, thank you for visiting the podcast, Mister Lugosi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it both repels and it attracts. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny Depp is just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I uh, love Edward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so the motorcycle sequence is is really unique. It is unique as hell, though. One's last, but it just looks so fucking corny because then he goes zooming off down the road, and it just looks really cheap. In yeah, my opinion, it looks. I mean, it looks it looks silly. And there's even one moment where you see like a close up of his face, and it's yes. like you can see where the makeup is just around his nose and stuff. And you see, like, yeah, it's like it looks looks cheesy. Well, even Freddy's makeup and some of the close-ups, he can make almost the same argument, especially around his eyes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, and for those like ourselves who are very, you know, you remember, uh, remember like when those, was it Wuchi? Was it Wuchi? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those foam latex prosthetics, yep. you know, they came in those little like clear plastic kits and, and, and they, went, they were decent, but they were still kind of, they were still very cheesy. And that's what this reminds me of very much so. Mm-hmm. Which just really kills the look. And I know I've already been ragging about the makeup, but um, um, was there anything else you wanted to share? Well, about the only thing I wanted to share was not, not this sequence, but the, we, oh, I kind the of, next we kind of missed. The next, one's fucking, the next one's fucking hilarious, but go ahead. We kind of missed mentioning that like when she, uh, when Alice has her dream at the beginning, she sees Amanda Kruger, right? And yes. there's that moment, there's that moment where the church doors open and there's this light coming down over top of Amanda Kruger, you know, and she says, uh-huh. she tells her like, my body has to be, you know, uh, my, my body has to be released, my released, spirit or yeah, release my spirit. Yes. It's like, you'll find me in the tower, like something like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like a light shining down on her when she says that the door slams shut and it's like. <laughs> it's like a video game. It's like it's like she Amanda Kruger just gave you a, a quest. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> it's like I was waiting for the achievement bar to pop up at the top of the screen. Like, you know, you've just received a quest. <laughs> well, in the next movie, we have the opportunity to play some video games. That's with right. Freddy. It's like, oh my god, we'll get there. But we still got to trudge through this one first, though. Um, but the next sequence with uh, Greta. Oh yeah, when this one. Freddy's stuff is her face. This one uh, is honestly kind of gross. Yes, it is. So it's, yeah, she she uh, she's like her her whole thing is that she's her mother is like trying to keep make her be a supermodel or something. Yes, she is obsessed and she's, with it. Yeah, obsessed with her being thin and like being, eating the yes. right things. And if she yes. eats anything that isn't right, she's yelling yes. at her and shit. So she's giving her a fucking complex about how she eats and yeah. what to eat. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is that there really are. I recently discovered that there are mothers that are exactly like this. That's why I was kind of like, oh, my God, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> recognize what's going on here. This right. is kind of strange. Right. You know, but I yeah. can't really disclose that right now. But certainly anyways. it's certainly something that is reality based. I mean, as far as the women being like that, I mean, they're, yes. yeah, controlling their kids. But oh, my God. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Even so we have like adults like, you know, like just fucking nitpicking all the, oh, the way you're dressed, the way your hair is looking. And why are you like, you know, like, oh, you're putting on some weight and you look like shit. And why don't you fix your makeup? And it's just like, good grief. It's like, really? Mothers can be like this. And it's just like, yep, they really can. Yep. 
So unfortunately, yeah, this is this is wild. But the the spe- I mean, the makeup and the special effects were like so ridiculous. But at the same time, too, it really drove the point home. I I, I was I was like, this one made me laugh pretty good. How about you? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a funny sequence, but it's also kind of gross with the stuffing. So she he's like stuffing food in her mouth, and she just keeps getting fatter and, and fatter. She what's her face specifically? They're just getting ginormous. Yeah. yeah. She's like a chipmunk packing them in her cheeks. Yes. <laughs> for saving that for later. We have seen this prop at least once or twice, you know, in the yeah. haunted attraction shows that we go to. I feel like and, these and movies, houses. there's like a lot of props that like were born out of these movies. Oh my know? God. Yes. Very, very much so. Yeah. Even still to this day. You'll, you'll, yeah, exactly. The, especially from the, from back in the nineties, but you'll still see them occasionally today. And, and, and while we're on that topic, I just wanted to say this, the, uh, these these um the backdrops very much look like haunted house sets. Yeah, I would say overall the They're, sets in this movie are incredibly cheap looking. Yes, they are. But by haunted house standards, they're really cool. Yeah, but, but they look. Cheap but they looking. have like that. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And is this right around the same time that like uh, Jacob is introduced into the movie? Uh, probably. So it's so he is quote unquote the dream child. Yeah, he's 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 Alice's kid gestating in her tummy. <laughs> but he's being but he's projecting himself when he's older. Right. Obviously. Right. I mean, what'd you guesstimate his age to be somewhere like what? 6 like, or 7 maybe? Yeah. Know, something yeah, like that. Yeah. That sounds fair. But I'm just he's he's kind of creepy looking, I thought. He's creepy looking and it's it's the kid what's interesting is I remember this kid, he was also in Jurassic Park. He was the kid that at the very beginning of the movie the that you know dr grant has the uh like takes the velociraptor claw and it says you know slices him across the stomach explaining like th- this is what the velociraptor would do to you if they found gotcha they would like slice your stomach open and <laughs> eat you and he's like oh you know oh, okay yeah but i but anyway it's the same i think i believe it's the same kid yeah but uh he, yeah he, even in that movie i remember he had like these like black like circles around his eyes Yes, like 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 eternal he's like got, circles. He's got a very eyes. old world look about him, almost like borderline man child. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of look about. It's like one of those so. kids is like like uh, they got the the reverse aging thing going on or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, a good they way look to like it. children, but they're like eighty years old or something. Yeah, because like I mean, his voice sounds very child, like very young. But the family's just like, there's no way that voice matches this kid's face. Yeah. You know? But this is one of the things that I that I hate about this movie is this kid being in the movie, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just it's so cheesy and just like stupid. And I it's again, it's like I can't believe they were teenagers watching this and thinking, well, this is really cool. You right. Know, it's like none of them are thinking about having kids and this kid being in it is just dumb, you know? Well what about the whole freaking dynamic with the nun though? And what they do with it in this one, I mean, does it work for you? Not work for you? I just like well, it just, I don't know why they why they had yeah, the her kids young. An issue, but the nun, yeah, it's it's fucking weird. And they my have book. her as a very young version of her instead of like they should have had like like if, if they couldn't get the same woman, but get but bring back like either that woman that played her in part three or yes or have someone older like that player play him again, right? Because there's more gravitas right. to that. There is, you know, it's just having some young girl play the part. Just, eh. yeah, didn't work for me at all. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
so is this the one where they basically do the aha video that song take on me yeah is that the next that's our next kill this one, I, I, think I think it is so. <laughs> so yeah let's talk about this so this is the the kid that's like the comic book kid he loves comic books yeah but also is in uh, in likes violent shit but hates blood yep <laughs> That was that's the thing they keep bringing up. Like, oh, he he's a, a, a like a reaction to blood is to pass out. Yes. So he has he falls asleep uh, somewhere, and he ha- and he has this dream sequence that is like him getting sucked into his comic book world. Right. And he has a character he has what I think created the Phantom Prowler. That's yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah. So this is his character, and this character has like a what like a kind of like a. Like a daredevil mask over his face and 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 like uh, two yeah, guns. That's a good descri- yeah, that's a good description of him. Like a duster or something he's wearing. Yep, and he calls Freddy. He, do you remember what he says to Freddy? He says, "Time to die, you scarface limp dick." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, and then, okay. but then but then you have Fre- and then Freddy gets shot up and then falls over and then he turns into Super Freddy. He's and like he, all huge. Yeah, he's all huge. He comes popping back up and says, "Faster than a bastard maniac, more powerful <laughs> than a local madman. It's Super Freddy." <laughs> <laughs> and and weren't they like cut into scenes where like oh it's be, uh, between like weren't they showing like the comic book and how it was playing out? Or, oh yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm kind of butchering this, but I mean it's like they were showing. He was like he was drawing not the comics, and then like the scenes were blank, and then as the scenes unfolded, they went back and filled them in. I mean, what I'm trying to get to is that this sequence looks really badass in the context of a comic book, but it, I don't think it translates well onto film, at least in this film. No, I don't, I don't think it, that's I don't, the point I, think I this, want to make. I think the sequence could have been way more interesting if they had had more, maybe more money or time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. And the, if they had done it all as like an aha video where they actually did it that way, like animation, that probably right. would have been way more interesting to do it that way. Yeah, where they were fading in between the comics and, and you know, and like chasing, right. maybe do like like a block it like a comic book would be. Yeah, yeah. I, that would have been you know? in, in no moving and camera, maybe just lock like everything down. through the comic book or something, kind of creep show-ish. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it could have been really cool. But but then like uh, the character, what was this? Was his name Spencer? Or am I getting the characters? Uh, you might be right. Up? No, no, I think that's from the I think that's from the uh the other one. Anyways, the, the comic book kid, he uh he gets Mark was he, his name. He turns into a paper doll and gets cut up. Yeah, which is kind of cool. And he gets sliced up a little. That's that's not terrible. That's yeah, Spencer's the video game kid in yeah. six. I apologize. Yeah. So so, but what's, yeah. and then he, then he, uh, like after he slices him up, he's like, told you comics book was bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like, wow. Yay, yay, yay. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I mean, it's like overall, how do you feel about the cast in this movie up to this point? Um, they're all pretty forgettable. And I, the, the girl yeah, that's the, uh, the, her best friend, the, the, uh, the black girl that's like the candy striper and everything. Yeah. Um, I like her instead of the things I've seen her and she was in quite a, quite a bit back in the eighties and nineties. Um, but yeah, even, even she doesn't get much to do. No, you no, know, it's just, it's just I mean, pretty, it's just like, they're all I pretty empty like, characters. Like, you know, I was watching this and I'm just like, I'm wondering if like, like, where did they get this cast from? And I thought maybe these were like the rejects from the casting for Saved by the Bell back in the day. 
<laughs> and they just scooped yeah, them up. Maybe. Like, but I mean, the, the girl, the girl played Yvonne. She was in um, one of my favorite all time movies, a uh, summer school with Mark Harmon, which we, we should oh probably God, do was, on the oh, show. We should talk that about that. Good. We should talk about the I show because it is. Like yeah. It's, it's, it is connected to horror. So we, we should do an episode about okay. that the summer. Cause it was like, uh, with, with uh, a chainsaw, one guy named Chainsaw. The I can't remember the other guy's name, but right. But yeah, there's there were some cool special effects. They were making there. references to horror films constantly. Were, yeah. <laughs> constantly. Yeah, that's a fun movie. Yeah, I love that movie. So, but yeah. Anyway, she she was in that, so I always remember her from that movie. And and uh, but but uh, yeah, there just isn't really much going on in this movie with characters. They're all pretty mm-hmm. one dimensional. Yes, that's an excellent way of putting it. And as we mentioned before, I guess it's just like, so the overall theme is like being, so is being pregnant really such a nightmare after all? Apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. Because your baby's going to dream and suck you into nightmares. Right. And, uh, I mean, I mean, and then, and then the movie just kind of like, just kind of pushes towards the end at this point. And it's like, it's not, it's pretty uneventful. Yeah. We had this whole sequence at the end where while Alice is in the dream world, uh, Yvonne goes and looks for um, uh, Amanda Kruger in the tower of this old, old, what, convent or something or hospital, whatever it was. Yeah. And one of the worst matte paintings I've ever seen in a movie. How so? There, there was a sequence where she pulls up in front of the hospital and you see this matte painting. Like you see stairs, stairs in front of her and you see the rest of it's a matte painting. It's just a terrible painting. It looks yeah. like it looks like just like a quick. And it's like, oh, that's this is the this is the building she's driving up. It's really cheesy. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just not. There's like very little production value in what they're doing here. You know, and it's just like it, it's it's kind of forgettable to me. Like what ends up happening at the very end. Like what's the well, you final have, battle? You have the uh, this dream world that the go she goes into, and it's like the crazy stairs. <laughs> the cra- you know oh, what I mean? Like the stairs that are going wait. up and down and back and forth okay. and up down upside I, down. I'm not. Re- it's not M. C. Escher or something like that. The I famous artist. Yes, I think you're right. I always call it crazy Is stairs because that's what they called it on Family Guy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, but I think Escher was there or something like that. Was yeah, the name of the artist right. who? Yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. And is Alice still doing all her flips? I think and you're right, Professor. All that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you remember how popular that freaking poster was, was? Yeah, it was a poster you saw in every college kid's dorm room back in the 80s yeah. and 90s. Yeah. The artsy fartsy types. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, but, and that's um, exactly the joke from Family Guy is like uh, the, the dog goes to uh, college and the baby goes with him and then. They, the first thing the baby puts up is a poster of, of crazy stairs. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I had completely forgotten about that poster until I saw this movie. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yep. So, which is kind of, it's not terrible, but again, it's so poorly done. The cheap, yeah. the cheapness of this movie, it's like they must not have had much money to deal with uh, to do this nope. stuff because it feels very just like, slapdash the whole thing yep so how does alice end up uh getting rid of him in the end of this one yeah and again this is the worst i think the worst of any of the movies as far as ending goes because you have alice like merging with him somehow 
Oh, that's right. And they almost do like a thing. For, it was almost like the thing, though. Kind of, sort of. Kind of. It's similar it's to so... part two where Freddy crawls out of the out of the right. lead guy. And where it's he done comes well. out of her in this one. Yeah. But how does he come out of her without killing her? Well, they're or like does fused. He and she's like, there's like a sequence where like he's like hanging out of her. <laughs> and he's, and oh, she's yeah, standing. Weird. It looks so stupid. And. Yeah. And uh, then then there's the they, they somehow get separated again. I can't remember exactly what happens, but like it matters. But the uh, the kid is like uh, decides he's going to trick Freddy, uh, Jacob. He tells him, "Oh my him, god, yes!" And then like, he uh, like starts. I want to learn stuff from like... you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they do like a little bit of the makeup thing, and he's trying to make his voice like more Freddy like. Oh, yeah. it just it doesn't work. Let's go play. <laughs> it's it's yeah. so cheesy. Yeah, it's it's like something you would see like 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 when you go trick or treating and like some little kid thinks <laughs> yeah. that he's like Freddy or something and that's what he, that's his you know impression right. exactly. And yeah. then like Freddy, you know, then it, like if you were like at um, and then if, like if you were at a haunted house and there was like somebody dressed as Freddy, the kid you know Freddy would play back with the kid, you know what I mean? But it's just yeah, to be cute and charming in real life, but in this movie it just fucking sucks. Yeah, it, it was bad, <laughs> so fucking bad. Yep. It's not good. So nope. it's And then he uh the 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 I guess the souls of the of the people he killed in this movie like s- like pull out of him and they just, like suck him into the church where Amanda Kruger is so she can like absorb him or something or put him back in her womb like whatever she does because oh, while all this is happening Yvonne gets into the tower and she just walks up to like this like uh, nun, there's a ba- the nun, like a nun sitting on the floor in this locked room, and she gets the door open or the bricks That's out, right. and just touches the nun on the shoulder and disappears, and, and it's like, thank you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and she floats away. I mean, uh, it's a weak ass ending, man. It's just weak. It's so touching. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she ends up sucking Freddie in, and. You have this whole sequence of like these doors slamming shut, and Freddy's claw comes out of her stomach, trying to get away, and the last door stays shut. Yeah, and, and that's the end of the movie. Yep, that's it. Oh my god! And this, I wish we could. I wish we had. We need to get some audio clips sometimes for these. But that song, remember that rap song they played at oh, the end of the movie? Yeah, it's so out of at like out of the blue. This rap song at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't fit yeah. <laughs> at all. It's bad. It's like, really, it's just, really you're bad. You're just like, what is going on? It's it's yeah. not. And and honestly, the song it's, that they play at the end of part six is way more fitting, even though it's kind of like, what the fuck, too, when it comes on. <laughs> yeah, it's bad as well. It's got more of like that like pre grungy kind of thing trying to go on, but this one is like not. It's like like the like the not Run DMC band trying to do it. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's, it's like so it's like rap. Rap from that period is like very proto rap still, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was weird. It was extremely weird. So overall, did you like five? Um, I remember liking it as a kid. I don't really like it as an adult. I think it's it was just a it's a slog to get through. I don't. It doesn't really hold my attention very well. Uh, I like Alice a lot in part four. In this movie, she's just kind of like frantic running around all the time and saying my baby's asleep yeah. and yeah. i mean she's she gets kind of gets shit on too as far as the script goes you know 
Yeah, so I guess I mean, so I guess the moral of the story is in this one is just like, so is being pregnant such a nightmare? And what's more scary, being pregnant or dealing with Freddy? Uh, I don't know. Apparently both. <laughs> Double down on the nightmare, yeah. being pregnant and dealing with Freddy Krueger. Oh, and your child's gonna be a little monster, right? <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be a little fat kid with uh, dark eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so he's weird. really creepy. <laughs> she's like she's it would be hilarious if she sees that's what my kid's gonna look like like getting an abortion i wake up <laughs> yeah it's like that's the other thing too it's like how did the how did those two like produce that yeah i don't know i don't know so that leaves us leads us into the sixth installment, yeah. and this is supposed was it is it the final nightmare or last this nightmare? Is, what, uh, what is yeah, Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare, uh, directed by Rachel Talalay, who was a producer on like a lot of the the previous movies. So okay, she worked for New Line forever, and she basically just got finally got allowed to make one make a movie, you know. And since then, she has gone on to just direct nothing but TV. Well, I'm glad you made mention of that because I seriously feel that this movie has a made-for-TV look and feel about it. Without a doubt. And I think the cast is worse in this one than five. Agree? Disagree? Um, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's a hard one. <laughs> Maybe worse. <laughs> I mean, I because I, I like I, I like Lisa Wilcox who plays Lee, uh, Alice. So I guess I can say that in this one there's really no one i like so yeah because there's like that 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 lead brunette what's her name that's in part six uh lisa zane who looks like somebody who should have been other things but i she really hasn't been a much oh and we can't forget the uh the the black guy that's in this movie he's actually how yes yeah how do i forget to talk about him yeah fat he's fantastic how the hell do they drag him into this i don't know they must have like bribed him with a truckload of money or something or maybe he, you just said like a, a personal interest in the in the series or something. I don't know because I mean, you know, I, I feel bad because it's like the movie could. It seems like you know, like when he's in there, it's just like oh, there's like a hint of quality finally to this movie, right? And then it's just like an abortion after he gets off the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yafet Yafet uh, Kodo. He was in Alien. He's like such a fucking good actor. Yeah, he is. Um, and he has uh, such a presence. Yeah, and, and he's in he the does. Running Man. Uh, like so many, so many good movies he was in. Yeah. Uh, and he just I'm, died here like last month. Oh, wow. So oh, just, wow. Just so it's kind of fitting that we're doing this. Yeah. Good timing. He was great in just about everything he's done. And yes. unfortunately he doesn't save this movie. Well, he, but the scenes he's in, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Know? He's good, but everything else going on around him. I, lo- I love hearing his voice and everything. So it's like, yeah, he, yeah. when he's there, you're kind of like, Oh yeah. If that's back. So let's, yep. let's watch. <laughs> yep. But, I guess it's you know, Yaffet. Sorry, it's Yaffet. But when this movie starts off, I was just like, are you fucking... As soon as they started playing that really <laughs> dumb music, I, I can't describe... Oh, let's, we got to talk about this, because I know this. It's, it's, I it's, know, an or, it's an orchestral piece that you've heard a thousand times, and I'm just like, are they really using this piece of music? And then it turns into a fucking parody on The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and I was just like... God damn it, Chris! Do we really have to watch this? I was just like, yeah. The Fuck. opening in this movie, the well, I gotta talk about the very opening at the very beginning of the movie where they had like the quotes come up. You have like these quotes come up, and ones like like uh, 
something. Oh, you're going. Oh, you're okay. You're okay. Okay. I'm right at the very, 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 very beginning. beginning. And then, and then yeah. they have these quotes come up, and and Freddy's comes up, and it's like welcome to primetime, bitch. Mm-hmm. And and then it plays the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm awake now. That's the song. That's the song that's playing at the beginning. This okay. is like, and this, believe it or not, this is the this I, I I bought this soundtrack back in the when it came out. You did not. I did. Oh this no. is this is where I got introduced to the Goo Goo Dolls before they became popular. <laughs> before before they became like a, a not pop, in my collection pop band. Never, you know? yeah, never. But uh, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, this is the uh, uh, the the opening, and then yeah, it turns into this like parody of of the fucking Wizard of, Wizard of Oz, and Freddy's on the goddamn the house is spinning around because he's like on an airplane, right? I don't know. There's some sort of sequence it starts out. Yeah, it starts out with this John Doe character. He is mm-hmm. he is escaping from Springfield, and they had that whole thing at the beginning, like Springwood, Ohio, where all these people have died. You know, and then there's all, all the this, children are gone. All the children are gone. It, it, it has a, has a, has to give you a primer at the beginning of what's going on, and then yeah. this kid is like the last child of Springfield or Springwood, um, of, of Elm Street, and he's trying to get away on a plane. And the he's all nervous and shaky in the plane. And all of a sudden, the woman that's sitting next to him, uh, he he says to her, "said oh, I'm a nervous flyer." And he says, "She's like, don't be a pussy." Yeah. And she gets sucked out. And of she the gets plane. sucked out of the airplane. And then right. he gets sucked down out of the plane from underneath. Yeah. And then it becomes this whole yeah, Wizard of Oz. It's in, thing. He's in his house, and it's like spinning around and falling to earth, and then it's right. just like you see fucking Freddy. And he's riding the broom, just like the witch. And he's just like, I'll get you, my pretty, and your soul, too, or something mm. like that. I'll get and you, my pretty, like, and your little dog, or your little soul, too, or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's like, just, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like it's like if you're in the theater and you thought this was going to be a darker version of Friday, th- or Freddy, finally, uh, after so many silly silly sequels, you were immediately told no. <laughs> And again, what was the You're title in of this for more one? Puns. The Freddy's final, Dead. The final Fre- Yeah, I mean, this I mean, that's a fitting title because I mean, did this kind of kill the franchise for a well, little bit? Well, this was this was meant to kill the franchise. Well, they sure did a really they, they made they, a really they, good they knew that, killing it. They knew that they weren't getting money cuz cuz part 5 didn't do well, obviously. Cuz again, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> so part 5 right. didn't do well. And they were like, well, "Let's end this. We'll we'll have So this we'll is get, their like, solution is to shit all over it. Their solution was that they would end the series, and that would be like a flight. They would get like a good money amount of money out of this one box office because it would be right. the final one. Oh, so that was their whole plan: is that we're going to end it, and this will like end it, so we get you know a nice but little bow in, bow in the package. Yeah, not like well. An here's epic no. Here's what here's here's the epic thing. So you know you know the part in the movie where she puts on the three D glasses. Oh my god, it's so stupid, but yes, I remember. Okay. The rest of the movie is in 3D. In theaters. Is it really? Yes. So when I went in theaters to see this, the last, what, 20 minutes of the movie or 15 minutes of the movie, whatever it is, is all shot in 3D and you had to wear, you put your glasses on when she puts her glasses on the movie. There was like a little thing you got before you walked in the movie that told you this. Really? Yeah. So when that happened, you put your glasses on and the rest of the movie is in 3D. Was it effective? Uh, I remember it being kind of cool when I was a kid. But again, I was like in middle school or something when I saw this. Oh yeah. So I thought it was awesome. So I I didn't know that 
Because I was just like, I thought the 3D glasses was just like a uh, a thing that the doctor had pres- you know, said, well, you could take this into the dream world and it could be anything you want it to be. Right. So I just thought it was like a dream tool, if you will. I didn't realize that this was like an interactive thing for the audience who were yeah. watching the film. At this the was theater. the cue for the okay. audience. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Because if you don't know that, I'm just like, oh, this is fucking stupid. So that was the big epic thing, and and back then they so they shot like that last last reel of the film it, with those 3D cameras that they had at the time, and which were was incredibly expensive at the time to do. Right. So that's where the money went was in that 3D sequence. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> A sequence that no one will see because it's never been released in 3D since then, and it never will be. Right. You know, no one's ever going to see it that way again. Well, who was the stoner in this movie? Uh, that's Brecken Meyer, who was in quite a few things back in the nineties. Uh, he was and, he was in the road, like the road trip movies, and he was in Clueless, and he was in the Garfield movie that came out back in the early two thousands. Oh man! Uh, but he also does like a ton of voice work on um, Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken. Yeah. So he's good friends with Seth Green. I, I believe so. Because that's why I'm like, man, he's got a familiarity about him. But what was his character's name in this movie? Spencer. So, okay, so this is Spencer. The vi- yeah. He's also in the video games, too? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one in remember- the video games, playing the Game Boy. But one of the first, like, uh, he was in a little bit of a tiff with his dad. Was it, like, at school or something like that? He was getting in trouble? Yeah, well, yeah, at the very beginning, the beginning you see him in the uh, this this halfway house where all, all the kids are at. And, uh, yeah, I guess he's, his dad is visiting and telling him, you gotta get your shit together before we let, let you out of here and all this stuff. He's playing his game boy the whole time. Yeah. But did you pick up on what he said to his dad? Cause you know, you have to remind I thought me. it was, I thought it was hilarious because you know, so he's just like, I don't want to grow up playing football and date raping co-eds like you. <laughs> That's a good comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And I heard that. I was just like, "Whoa!" That was a great comeback, man. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my era, Spencer was ahead of his time, man. Yeah, he was a little bit. But see, he's quick with his tongue. So I mean, that's why he's so fitting in those other movies you describe, especially yeah. Robot Chicken. So I could see why he would fit well into that. And uh, but just I mean, the characters. I mean. The whole plot behind this one and the acting and the sequences, I think by far the worst in this one. I kind of agree and with I, you. I mean, I, I think... I mean, no interesting transitions. I mean, seriously, like, yeah. what the fuck was up with that van with all the spray paint all over it? It's like, who cares? And then there's that one scene with Carlos when he's, like, in there and he's, like, well, let's trying get, to find well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the sequences. So our characters are... We have the... Maggie, who's like the head of this halfway house. We have John Doe, who's the kid that doesn't know who he is, mm-hmm. uh, who is the last last surviving kid of kid of Springwood. Uh, Tracy, who is the uh, uh, the blonde that's been abused as a child or as, as a teenager or whatever she was. Carlos, who's the Hispanic guy who is uh, hearing impaired. Spencer, the yes. video kid, video game kid. Um, I think that's our main main. Characters, it is doc uh yeah but um uh so yeah they're, they're all at this halfway house it's like for kids that are troubled yes and apparently i'm assuming in columbus because they talk about how this is like the city <laughs> so, yeah in, in ohio so it must be columbus um and um 
so yeah, she she's tr- John Doe's trying to figure out who the hell he is, and yes. Maggie takes an interest in this and decides we're gonna go we're gonna go on a field trip to Springwood, you and I, and we're gonna see if we can tr- figure out who the fuck you are. Right. And um, so that's what they do. They they go to Springwood and the Tracy, Carlos, and Spencer all hide out in the back of the truck and the, uh, the van. And uh, that's how they all end up going to Springwood together. Mm-hmm. And that basically starts our little dream sequence. But first, we got to talk about this fucking town. So Springwood, let, let, we got to talk about the director. With the fair? Yeah. So, like that county fair going on with all the adults? Rachel Talalay is the director. And I remember watching the behind the scenes of this on the, the documentary. Her saying that she w- she used to work for... Um, uh, Blanky on his name. Uh, yeah, the director of uh, Crybaby and... I know. John Waters. Was... John Waters. Okay. okay. Sorry, I'm like blanking today. Uh, John Waters, uh, she worked for him, so she and she liked uh, Twin Peaks and, and John or, uh, Lynch's stuff. Oh, that explains... Because one of the kids makes a reference like, oh, this is so Twin Peaks. Yeah, so she so she likes. Go. They actually make a reference. Like she a wanted to make a, a movie that had like weird, crazy characters like that, like those like yeah. those movies and and like uh, uh, John Waters does. So he wanted she wanted a centric character. Close to that though. Well, no, because there's no art behind it. Right. You know, there's no art. There's no commentary. John Waters movies all have commentary. It's all about you know. There's so much there in John Waters yes. movies under the surface of what it's doing. Same thing with Lynch, you know, Lynchian stories like, you know, whether it's Lost Highway or uh, it's there's like this craziness on the surface level. But if you really start digging past that and trying to understand what's going on, then there's like something there's a substance. Right. Uh, Whereas this has none of that. (laughs) No, 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 no. So. Is that whole sequence for like they're like 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 the county, like the town fair or county fair? Let's talk about that sequence. Weird. Go ahead. Go for it. I was just gonna say let's let's just talk about it because it's like the yeah the whole, the sequence where Tom Arnold and Roseanne Barr show up. Is that who that was? That's why I thought. I'm like, why does she look so familiar? When she goes like to the phone booth or something, and she's like, oh, children, I miss children. I love yeah, yeah. you so much. Oh yeah, that was that was, it was weird. Yeah. So they had them show up, and it's just like the scene is. There's just nothing to it. It's just like let's have crazy yeah. characters come in. It doesn't flow well at all. No. It just and it falls real flat too. It's just awkward, yep. and even us just trying to talk about it, it's just kind of like, uh, yeah. There's it's just there's not much to say about yeah, it. It really it's isn't. Just, it's just it's like not very this, fitting. It's it's just out of out of the blue. These kid, the Roseanne Barr comes up and squeezing their cheeks like, children, you can come home with me, and you know, and we'll keep them away this time and all this crap. And then, uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, Maggie and John Doe go to see. Uh, school teacher who is this crazy guy yeah ranting to an empty classroom about freddy's history in 1492 he freddy sailed the ocean blue and shit like that and they but they do find out that freddy had a kid that got taken from him yes so this is again we're getting a movie that has like oh we're going to add on to the legend of freddy we're going to add on mythology to it and they give you the red herring. They make you think that it's John Doe, right. his, his child. But we learn later on that's not the case. Right. It turns out to be uh, Maggie. That's the whole purpose of yeah. John being able to escape was that they could bring 
she he could like bring Maggie into uh, Springwood so he could like apparently transfer to her to to escape right Springwood. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a whole sequence. Let's talk about all the stream sequences. Cause there's a bunch here. So the kids, the kids, the three but kids they suck. They suck. They suck so bad. Carlos, Spencer, and Tracy all get uh, separated, and they 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 get caught in the back of the truck, and they tell them go hang out at this at this uh, park, and we'll come pick you up later. And uh, so they get stuck there for a while, and they oh no that's that's what is, that's what it is. They give them the van to go home, right? Yes. Okay, they give them the van, but they can't get out of Springwood. Mm-hmm. And there's the sequence of of yeah the one you were talking about. So go ahead and talk about the map. I know you're well, I just pissed off mention, about the map. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like fucking Carlos is in the back of the van. He nods off for a hot sec, and then he's just like buried in a bunch of maps. Yeah, and it's like really. But there is the kind of funny joke where he the, keeps pulling the pulling the map open, and it says it says you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> and he says, Carlos, what does the map say? It says it says we're fucked. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, okay, but it's just I mean the characters, I just I could not get into them at all. So it's just like oh my god, okay, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, uh, is Carlos the one who's hearing impaired? Yeah, so they end up going and to this. And then what the fuck? Then what's up with the mom with the huge Q-tip? Are we there yet? We're not there. Yet. I want to. We need to mention that they go to a house that is like they they find this empty house and they're like, oh, we're gonna like go crash in this empty house. So it's like a total Scooby Doo moment, right? And then the house turns into the Nightmare on Elm Street, the you know Elm Street house. Oh, rut row raggy. Yeah, rut row. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then they're like, well, we're going to go find a bed. And, and like Carlos is the first one. Like, I'm going to go upstairs and find some horrible bed that a drug addict fell asleep in. <laughs> so like, oh, that looks cozy. Yeah. <laughs> and there's even a boat. He like gets, he finds this old bed. He's like, he's like, it's like, ooh, it's like, well, it's better than the streets. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, it's not much of a, much of a standard there. No. I wonder if they were trying to imply anything. That's, you know. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know. moving forward. So yeah, but Carlos just, has this dream sequence of his mother. Oh, it's so fucking weird. It's so weird. Like she's like reminding him to clean out your ears and she's got this ginormous Q-tip in her hand. Right. And apparently that's how, and, so that's how he went deaf is his mother was like a psycho that like dug his, like what, ruptures his eardrums or something. So I guess like, like well, yeah, it's just like that thing you always hear about like, oh, never use Q-tips. If you shove them in too far, you're gonna, you could could rupture your eardrum and make yourself go deaf. And I'm like, really? That's how it happened? Apparently so that's I how it happened. Know. Yeah, I guess. So it transforms into Freddy and Freddy like jams a Q-tip in one ear and out the other. Right. And then, and then somehow like Freddy And then it becomes him. like a silent, he like loses his hearing and there's like the. Oh my God. He, takes his, like, he takes his uh, hearing aid. Yes, and then like Freddy is like, is like chasing, like taunting him from behind. You see like Freddy right. like jumping around and making sounds, but it's like you can't hear anything really. Oh my god! And then what? Then then Freddy modifies his hearing aid and gives it back to him, and now he has like super hearing. Right, so he has super hearing, so he's like trying to do oh things to like make his ears bleed and shit. Literally, fucking, you can hear a pin drop, but this time it sounds like bombs falling out of right. like a World War Two bomber. And then it's just like, wow, you could, and then, oh my God. 
And oh then my he god! Did, then he does the he does the nails on chalkboard and it makes his head explode. That was cool. I like when his head explodes. But other, but just again, the whole—it's such a just, cheesy sequence, man. It's like oh. it's like everything they did in this movie. They were like, it has to be funny. It has to be funny, you know. Oh, and of course, you know, and you remember, like, and of course, what was the pun? I think Freddie says something like, "Nice hearing from you, Carlos." Nice hearing from you, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're taking the stage on this one tonight. Yeah. Oh, I can kind of do a Freddy voice. That's about the best I got. Right. I'm not. I'm not an impressionist by any means. That's okay. <laughs> I can do Freddy voice and Sling Blade. That's about it. <laughs> I never realized there was kind of a similarity there between the two of them. You're like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What was that the French fried taters and what was he yeah. like kind of mustard? Was it mustard? Uh, I can't fried? remember now. It's been too long. I've seen that movie in like twenty years almost. Probably. <laughs> oh man, oh good grief! I used I mean, to drive I, people I, nuts doing the voice after I saw it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, can you really even talk about a plot in this movie? There isn't much of one. I mean, there it's there, but I mean, it just basically just jumps into like the next sequence with with Spencer getting uh, uh getting high and supposedly trips out. Which, by the way, marijuana doesn't do to you, but, you know, I guess... Right. He's, I guess it's like he's on LSD weed. or something. Exactly. Yeah. And then they go in that freaking Iron Butterfly song um, in the Gata de Vida. Mm-hmm. Good song. And, um, and then, yeah, I love that. I, that's one of my personal favorite, like, psychedelic, like, um, But first you have, songs, to, you, have, uh, you have Johnny Depp doing his, like, little cameo. Oh, shit. That's right. This Okay, here we go again. It's like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And then Freddy steps in. It's like, no, this is you and with uh, frying an egg or something in a skillet and smashes him in the face with it or something. Well, no, he says, you got any questions? He says, he says yeah, what are you on? And it's like, <laughs> and he's like, thong. But it's it's so cheesy. And it's like, and then and then it goes into this, like, yeah, drug-induced sequence of, like, LSD yeah. shit. And he gets sucked into the TV. Right. And then it becomes a video game. <laughs> right. Because you thought, I thought like, how, and I thought like, okay, like, so again, they could have done like the similar thing that they did. Uh, shoot. Was it in part three where he injects where his fingers like turn into needles and injects them with like a like, right. heroin? But he's smoking like pot. So just, it's, it's like, it's, it's whoever, it's like, did whoever wrote the, the write this even know what pot is? <laughs> Apparently not. It's like what the Apparently fuck? Not. It does not induce like freaking LSD experiences. Right. So, but anyways, anyway, yeah, he's he, so he's so he's in this video game world and he's get, jump. Well, he's like jumping around and Freddie has is using a, a joist like an Atari joystick to control him. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, when when the movie reached this point, I was just like, God damn it! I mean, it's like, do I really have to finish this movie? <laughs> Everything is a joke. I mean, every single thing in this movie is a joke. I mean, he literally was, in, in, in the way he was bouncing up and down, Freddy was literally going boing, boing, boing. Yeah. And he was boing, 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 boing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget, I got the power glove. Oh, well, yeah, they go into the dream, like John Doe shows up and, and uh, Tracy's there. And so they go into the dream world to try to save Spencer. And they steal his controller and he says, oh, you forgot the power glove. <laughs> that was an actual thing, wasn't it? Was that a Nintendo thing? Oh, yeah, it was Nintendo. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then he, and then he makes the comment, it's like, now you're playing with power. And it's like, yeah, it's like what was that? I know that was a reference with to something. Power. Yeah. What was that a reference to? That was, that was Nintendo's uh, tagline. 
uh, slogan. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're I playing mean, with power. But I, I thought, was it like a specific like accessory or like what? No, was it was it just the, their, was that was their NES. Yeah. That was, was their like, tagline for everything. Yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Now you're playing with power. That was like the end of every commercial. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. But holy shit. That whole sequence. It was just like, Oh my God, this is beyond stupid. Yep. And so he, he, he bounces him through the house and, He's so like he's in the video game world bouncing around, but he's in the real world bouncing around the house, and it's ridiculously stupid. There's like the yeah, whole sequence is. where he's like going down the hallway, and he's like punching through walls and spinning yeah. around like a, had, like a cartoon. And I think, and they were making like the stupid sound effects, so it's almost like the kazoo kind of a thing yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, the cartoon sound effects, like like you know, oh, speeding like up, and slowing down, like Looney Tunes, exactly. Oh my god, it was bad. Yep, it's just. One joke after another. It's just literally just joke after joke after joke. I mean, it's like again the target audience. It's it's it was confusing. Like, who the hell did he make this for? Yeah, you know. And it's like I wonder if like my eight year old son would even find this like amusing. I mean, I'm sure he would, but at the same time too, he's just like, this is really cheesy. Mm-hmm. You know, like when when you saw this, can you remember what your initial reaction was when you're how old were you when you saw this? I was probably middle school, I would think, like maybe sixth grade or something, probably about that old. And did you and your buddies talk about this one at all? It's like, what was your what was your what was your uh, collective thoughts on this? I don't think anyone liked it that well. I remember I remember like like thinking it was fine. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember having much of it. It's like when you're young, it's like you don't have. Unless it's something really bad, it's not like you have like a really negative opinion about any movie. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's just kind of mm-hmm. like whatever. You know, I, I was entertained for an hour and a half, so I did. I don't remember having like a real negative opinion of it, but I know uh, it was one of those movies like when I watched it later on, like in, in you know the year after or something on VHS or something. It was just kind of like, yeah, this isn't that good. I like no. the older ones better. You know? Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. It was just too much of a joke through the whole thing. Yeah, because I, I was just because I, I was probably I mean I start I remember really like having more like critique of movies like shortly after that, mm-hmm. like uh, where I was like more like choose like under like having like things to say about it. You know what I mean? Sure. And and deciding like oh this is no good or this is this is good. So I was I was like on the cusp of that I guess. Yeah. And uh, before I really got into doing that, but. Man, then the whole like fight sequence is it? Is it Maggie? Or oh, she tries to fight with uh, Freddy? Oh uh, yeah, and she like pins him down with like ninja stars and fucking. Oh, this at the end of the movie, isn't it? That's at the very end. Yeah. So we'll we'll jump ahead because because we got to talk about John Doe's death too. Because we uh, go right back to that stupid <laughs> stupid uh, Wizard of Oz sequence. Yeah, we do. So, and then when he, I'm like, really? We're going to revisit this again? Yeah. And this time he's like on a parachute or something like that? Yeah. His shirt turns oh, into it, a parachute. Which looks beyond stupid. Yeah. That's and then Freddy is floating. Again, it's like, who thought this up? He, like, he looks up. You hear Freddy's voice. He looks up. And Freddy's floating around the top of the parachute. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. It's like, who, like what is going on? Well, again, it's a dream sequence, so yeah. anything goes. But it's just—I mean, it's not like there's just, nothing imaginative about it. It's just kind of like convenience, you know. It's just—it's a really strange sequence. Yeah, and it just doesn't work well visually for and, me. At and we all. get a bunch of uh, 
like a you know a, b- a bunch of dialogue here about like what's going on where Fr- you know Freddie John's like oh I'm your son I know I'm your kid now you know and yeah. he says oh you're not my kid you know yeah. he says says uh, you're just you're just here to bring her in or, or you know bring my daughter to me he's like bring my little girl home you know whatever he says and he cuts cuts yeah. him down and then you get the sequel he's like he like falls off out of he the pushes out a fucking bed of nails yeah he pushes out a bed of nails and does the cartoon thing of like whew, <laughs> when he pushes it out yes it's like it's looney tunes just, it's very looney tunes yeah it's extremely looney tunes I'm surprised they didn't have like a fucking cartoon X marks the spot, you know? It's like <laughs> Wile E. Coyote and the fucking Roadrunner sequence. Yeah, I, I was, it, it, they probably would have done it if they had more time. God damn. It's so bad. Oh, it is. It is. So John Doe I, falls I and that one... dies. And then you have Freddy say, like, he turns into a missus, it's traveling time. <laughs> and he goes oh my God, into Maggie's right. head. He goes into Maggie's. Oh. Oh, that's the other thing too. When Maggie does like those transitions from like one um, realm into another, I mean, her oh, that's so fucking bad, isn't from it? One round what, from doing what? One realm, like what? Well, from one one realm or or from one dimension or from one oh, sequence, yeah, yeah, dream sequence to another. Oh my god, it's like so so bad. It reminds me of like, you know, when you watch like those children's shows or something like, let's make believe, let's pretend that, you know, then they're like sitting in a classroom and bling, next thing you know, they're like in some other time or world. It's just her acting is stupid, beyond stupid. But go ahead. Well, there were, there were several times where, I mean, I swear she was looking right at the camera. Yeah, that's just it. It just, ah. Whereas like she would look, she would come out and look around a corner and she would glance at the camera like briefly. And it's like, just like wow, that's like like, like mistake. Her little, that's like one oh one there, you know, acting exactly like her little head nod or just like you know, it's just her transitioning from one lo- you know one dream st- or one reality to another just didn't make. S- it just it was bad. Yeah. Where the other movies made such an effort to make really cool transitions from one world to another, like going back to uh, part five where the shower sequence and then she falls to the shower and like crashes into like. You know, the dream role of being like in the asylum. It's like, didn't really make any effort in this movie to do cool transitions. Yeah, they were too focused on how much comedy we can pack into it. You know, I mean, they did have some weird transitions, though, where like uh, there was like a silhouette of like a person and then like the van the crashes through it and stuff. But it just it was like the dawn of like computer generated graphics or something. And it just it looked bad. Right. Do you remember that? Kind of, you know, so again, it's just, it's very forgettable. It just, you know, it just wasn't very like the plot sucked and the transitions weren't good and the cast. And it's just kind of like, wow. So when they said that this was like the, you know, the final nightmare, it's like, yeah, this, this really kind of put a nail in the coffin for the, Mm. for the series as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I remember when I went to see it, there was like nobody in the theater either. Really? Yeah, and now granted, I did go during the day, like like a like a matinee showing, but there mm-hmm. was like one other one, maybe a, like another couple in there, like a teenage couple, and that was it. Well, that's that's why I asked you, like, if you and your buddies, like, after seeing this, were you guys kind of like let down, like, what the fuck, this movie sucked? I remember. Well, I had a my my friend that was hardcore horror. I remember he was just like kind of like ain't like not angry about it. But he's just kind of like man, that was like not good, you know. Yeah, he was disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. It's like like for good way reason. to end it, you know. Yeah, yeah, for good reason too. 
<sighs> so we've gotten down to the final sequence here between Maggie and Freddie. Yeah, well, let's talk about this last sequence because we have like this. Not only we have that, but we have uh, Tracy's sequence with Freddie. Um, and oh, they're trying to bring him into the real world. Yeah, so uh, the doctor's going to help him bring him in. Yeah, Doc has a sequence. I like, I believe has a dream sequence with him too, where where Freddie tells him about the dream demons that gave him his job. Yeah. He talks about like, oh, they tried, they tried holy water, they tried to, you know. Oh yeah, and he's cutting off his death, fingers. And, you know, cutting his fingers off. Says, but I keep coming back, you know. And he says, uh, they keep bringing me back. It's something like that. He says, 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 who's that? He says, says uh, the people that gave me this job. You know, it's like the, so we have this whole thing about like these. Now Freddie is like a supernatural creature that was brought in by these ancient gods, dream dream demon gods. That look like flying sperms or something like that. Basically, yeah, like like so meaty, fucking weird. They look like meaty flying sperms. <laughs> <laughs> they got like the cheesiest freaking looking like faces on them. Bad. And this so, is like CG. So this is like CG from that time period too. And who? Which character is like? Oh, I'm gonna go inside of his head. And that's where we discover those characters. I believe that's Maggie that does that, right? It is Maggie. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think so. She's the daughter. So she goes into the dream world so she can like pull Freddy out. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but before that happens, I think I think uh, Tracy has a dream sequence, which is probably the darkest dream sequence of this movie. And it's like the only one that isn't full of jokes. Right. You know, but it, but it still has jokes, but it's not as full of them. And you have like, we have the, the abusive father that was apparently molesting her and everything. Yeah. But even then it ends with him with Freddie saying, what's with kids today? Yeah. You know, it's just like, ugh. so, but anyway, she gets out of that. So the whole, the whole thing is it all comes down to Maggie going into the dream world so she can pull him out. And that's their plan. So basically it's the exact same plot from the first movie. Yep. We're going to pull him out of the dream world. And then we're going to beat him to death. Yep. So she goes into the dream world, and we get uh, basically, you know, through the years with Freddy, we get like a like a uh, you know uh, down the memory lane. Mm-hmm. So we see Freddy as a kid, and he likes to torture animals. So apparently, Rob Zombie got a lot out of this movie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting there with the sledgehammer, beating right. that little. Uh, I don't know what the hell it was. Rob Zombie saw that and was like, "Fuck, man." I bet Michael yep. Myers did that too. Yep. Oh my god. So anyway, yeah, uh, you see Freddy. Freddy killing. So she's revisiting this, all of his memories. Right. That's right. She's like, oh, this and is the all kids of start memories. chanting the son of a hundred maniacs, son of a hundred maniacs. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes to his teenage years. We have Alice Cooper show up, who beats him with a strap. That's who I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. A very uneventful. Uh, yeah. appearance for but all these too. sequences were in 3d remember so you were wowed by it in theater <laughs> yeah i'm glad you made mention of that because yeah. it's not very wild when you watch it now yeah i know so uh i can't remember what's after that i think that after that is the sequence with uh the 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 wife finding the the gloves in the torture room in the basement or something right yep so she sees she she's the little girl goes down to the to the uh, this torture room under under the house and she sees all these versions of the Freddy glove and she comes up she and the the mother comes out and says 
oh, I won't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody what's here. And then she gets the Freddie kills the mother in front of the daughter. And apparently that's the origin of Freddie losing his kid. The, the whole concept here is like so wrong. Everything here. And it's kind of muddy too, isn't it? It's muddy and it's so just like not even remotely like what I picture Freddie to be. You no. know what I mean? Freddie is not some guy who was a family guy who had a normal life. He wasn't no. BTK. You know, he wasn't no. the guy that was like, you know, having a normal home life and going out and murdering yeah, people. Yeah, it's just that when they when they insert the sequence, it just feels so extremely out of place. Yeah, he was a piece of white he was like white trash scumbag who was murdering kids, you know. Right. He's he's like I picture him like dirty all the time, you know, like a creepy janitor at the whole at a, right. at a school. You know? He smells like kerosene all the time because his house doesn't have heating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I picture. I don't picture Family Guy Freddy, you know, no eating dinner uh-huh. with his family every night. Yeah. In the meanwhile, meanwhile he's like murdering children in the basement. <laughs> just, exactly. No, it just doesn't work. It doesn't. So, but that's that's the story we're we're told here that that's what this has happened, and Maggie got taken away, and and he's act she's actually a Kruger, so she ends up pulling him out of the dream, and we have this, this stupid sequence of them all beating him and and hurting him, and you know, and then she finally puts a like what a pipe bomb down his throat, stabs it in his chest, yeah, stabs in his chest, and she gives him a kiss. Says, what's he say to him? Like something. Something it calls him daddy or something. I can't yeah, remember. She like, says, "See a daddy or uh, Happy Father's Day." She says, "Happy Father's that was, Day." Okay, man. and then Freddie, yeah. Freddie, of course, has to do one last pun. He says, "Kids." Yes. We can't go out. Then when he gets blown up, pun. the way his oh, because it's in three D. And remember, like his face comes right. out of the face, out of the face. You Were know? you wondering why there was so much like stuff coming at the camera in these sequences? I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> I was just so there's like so afraid. much like sequences of them like pushing their hands in front of the I think camera. What happened is that I literally went brain dead as soon as I noticed that it was the Wizard of Oz sequence right there from the get go. I was just like my mind just went flatlined. You were just like really sitting in front of the TV drooling. I was. I really was. I was just drooling in my shame right. for having to watch this one. <laughs> but. And then that you know, is literally the end of the movie where she says, Freddy's dead, and that's it. Yeah. And we get another. And then they were like showing uh, clips from like all the other movies. Right. And I remember in theaters, they showed the clips of the other movies and thinking, all. I remember, I seriously remember thinking, those were better. Oh my God, yeah. Are you you know, all me? those were better. And By far. And the song that they play is, is uh, Iggy Pop. A song oh, is that he that is? he made for this song, this movie. It's like it's about it's called Freddy's Dead. <laughs> yeah, it's so, not a very good song though. Uh, I thought it was cool at the time. You know, I thought Iggy Pop did a song for Nightmare on Elm Street. That's cool, right? So, but anyway, that's uh, that's it. You know, and it yeah. ends it, it ends with clips from better movies. <laughs> How much of a lag time is there between this one and when they finally depart seven? Um, I don't think it's much of a lag time. I think maybe a couple years. I think this is 91. Wow. This one came out. Let me see here. Yeah, 91. And then the F- New Nightmare comes out in 94. Is that the one where they were like making a movie about Nightmare on Elm Street and it's like a movie within a movie? Yep. Is that the one? 
So that's what we'll be doing for our next episode. We'll be talking about New Nightmare and uh, Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> so, Wow. So it well, so there was a considerable amount of time between the two of those. Yeah, Freddy, this new nightmare kind of ended it because it didn't do well, and yeah. uh, so, so there was no life left in those bones, you know, as far as they were concerned. And yeah. then, yeah. but shortly after that, new nightmare got made. Uh, That's when um, Scream came out. Came well, out that but thing. but um, but uh, New Line had the rights to Friday the Thirteenth too at that time. Mm-hmm. They got the rights to that, so they made Final Friday. And they had that last shot where the Freddy glove comes out of the ground, pulls the mask into the into hell. Okay. So they were planning on making a Freddy versus Jason like back in the nineties. Oh wow! You know they like probably nine like shortly after New Nightmare they were really planning on making it and it just never happened mm-hmm. until what two thousand one or two thousand two when that when the movie finally came out. Yep. So there was like what uh eight year period between new nightmare and 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 uh pretty versus jason which doesn't seem that long really but you know it still is they probably would have made a hell of a lot more money off of it if it had come out in the 90s i imagine i would agree i wonder if it would have been a better better movie too i don't know it couldn't have been much it couldn't have been worse i wouldn't think but who knows i suppose it could have been right right but we'll talk about yeah unfortunately (laughs) as far as like the whole you know, I would six is definitely by far the worst of all of them that we've reviewed so far. I agree with you. I th- I think uh, when I, when I look back on these movies now, it's like yeah, number six is probably the worst one. Five is is probably the next one in the line after that. Um, and then I would say what maybe uh, I don't know. It was they it's, almost it's hard, go, it's hard to it's hard it's to, almost they go in order like one is the almost you, of yeah. all of them that we talked about so far up to this point would you say one is still the best i guess so i mean yeah I, you, you kind of have I mean, to say like it is three. because it was the concept the concept and everything i still think three is better than four but you like four a lot because he has such a you know i like four better than three but that's a lot to do with the nostalgia element of it but those mm-hmm. those two are together regardless yeah know? and part two is really not that bad Part two, I would say, is I would place part two after part four, probably, if I was ranking them. I would yeah. say number one, then part four, part three, then part two. And then yeah. everything else is just... <laughs> you know. Definitely. So Definitely. But we'll see where we'll so, put New Nightmare, because you've never seen it, right? I saw it in the movie theaters, and just remember thinking to myself, oh, really? I saw it with another girl, my old girlfriend and um, at a dollar show. And just thinking, like, what is this? I just, I'm like, this is not a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It just, it was just so weird. I yeah. remember thinking, like, what, you know? I remember yeah, they were trying Craven to be like, had an interest in that head. meta stuff, you know? Yeah. Early on, before it was a thing. Yep. He was ahead of his time on that. I understood what they were trying to do, but I just didn't think it worked in this context of Nightmare on Elm Street. I, well, I think it could have worked. Well, well I guess I, let's, let's save the way it for it was executed. <laughs> let's save know. it for that conversation. Let me, review, so. let me revisit it yeah. and see what you know. What I think we're, get, we're getting ahead of ourselves, so I, I think we, we need to end this here. So that's fine. Yep. So that that's I guess I'll do it for this episode. We will be back with uh, part of the new nightmare and Freddy versus Jason on the next episode, and then I think that'll end our retrospective on uh, Nightmare on Street. So uh, I guess we'll have to decide what we're going to do next. <laughs> after that so uh but that's it for us so we will see you next time on the audio dead uh, return of the audio dead horror podcast